that you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Christy. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to the The Thanks Thanks Mom Mom Podcast. We rock. (laughs) (laughs) We do. Well, we get it downright. It's nice when you're in person to just go boom. We're like, yes, we can speak at the same time and it won't cut the other person out. No, that's right. So, yes, Grace is home on break. Your last day here. It seems like you've been here a long time. Did it it? doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, okay. It's been. It's weird though because when I came home that last weekend too, I, I came home Thursday night because we had something going on. Oh right. And so I took Friday off. Right. And so I, I'm, I think I'm here the same amount of time because this time, well, no, I'm here an extra day because that time I was there half of Thursday, all of Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Today, right. this break, I was here. Half of Friday. Half of Friday, Saturday, Saturday Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Monday Tuesday. And all day Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, okay, back. so I have an extra day. But I'm like, it feels vaguely like last time. And last time I thought was a long weekend. And I don't know. It just is funny where it's like, wow, last time wasn't a break, but it feels almost as long, but it's not quite as long. I don't that know. That is true. That's not a coherent thought. Well, it is, but it took a while to get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that how I should rep- respond? Yeah. Okay. I know. Technical difficulties we have had in the last few weeks. Specifically for the last episode that yes. came out. So, you guys, we know that the last episode, in terms of, um, what do you call it? Like, the what quality was- and sound probably wasn't that great. But we had the podcast stuck on Grace's computer in one format. We couldn't get it off. It kept, not the no, format. Both. It was in a program, and it was stuck in both of our computers. The program, program. would not let you export it. It was like error yeah. exporting. We so tried. We couldn't export it. We couldn't things. get it into <laughs> into GarageBand to add our music, to add the intro and the extra. Oh my goodness! So then we ended up recording it from the computer onto GarageBand on the phone. No, because we can listen a, to it on the program. We usually we. We usually record on it. We could listen to it, but it wouldn't let... Then we move it to GarageBand where we add our music and we add Sophie, and then we move it to where we post it. Yeah. And we so couldn't get we it couldn't out. get it to GarageBand, and even if we skipped the music, which would have been weird, we couldn't export it to anything yes. to even publish it. So it was just stuck. So, so we, we were, were like... So we could listen to it. So like, well, what happens if we just hit the record button on GarageBand and play it so that we can listen to it, like, from yeah. the... So we program. played it on the we played it played it in re, one program on the computer and recorded it in another program on the computer. So we know the quality isn't great. Well, then it got that, and then we still couldn't export it in a no, different. No, then file. we did it. We did that on your laptop, and something's wrong with Mom's oh, yeah. laptop right now, and it won't. The mic is not taking audio in. Yes. So then it, we let it record in her closet, oddly for yes. a, for forty five <laughs> minutes. And then we listened back in it and, and it had nothing. Nothing. Because we tested it on my computer, but I was like, I have to work on my computer. Can we use yours? She was like, Yeah. And I was like, Oh, well, we tested it. It works on GarageBand, so it should be fine. Well, we should have tested it on both computers. So then we went, we're like, Whatever. We're going to bed. It's not going to post at 8 a.m. It's fine. We'll still post it tomorrow. So then while we were at Mass, we let my computer record. And, <laughs> and then, then we couldn't get it off your computer again. And we had to go a couple different ways and airdrop it. And then we couldn't get it. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was one thing. And then it wasn't uploading. Yeah. Then so, we finally got it to the part where it's like, fine, we can drag and drop it to the thing where you publish it. And it was like, it won't error upload. uploading. I was like, I give up. I was like, There was seriously five different problems getting it. And it so. was all different programs, different. Th- I was like, mom, I guess so, the devil doesn't want us to talk about this. I was yes, like, I don't care if the quality is bad. It needs to be posted. So that's, that's why it was that. So. Because we had also re- recorded that 
that episode twice because we had some issues and we couldn't finish remember and we were trying to record on that so that was no, a, i didn't think so yeah we had something that we had to stop and restart because we had to keep finding a new day it was no that was two weeks ago well yeah i know we had my point is we've had multiple issues this yeah. whole fall specifically last week with tech and different issues of like trying to record or find a time so yeah well and i said the whole thing where your voice was coming through on a robot that i yes. was mentioning that last time yep so just... make sure you're listening, folks, because obviously we must have something good to say because the devil is out to stop these recordings or at least cause trouble that makes us frustrated. But we're still here. We're still recording. We're together this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that was my funny story. It was more my like, this was annoying this week story. Yeah. And But then the Holy Spirit moment of that is that we got it out. It's not the best quality in terms of our voice, but it's a good quality in terms of the content. Conversation. Yeah, the conversation yes. so was really... It was really good. So that was good. And yeah. I'm excited to be here today and record with you. I'm so excited that's to really be here good. too. So yeah. did you have another Holy Spirit or funny story moment? I probably could think of something funny. I'm oh, thinking about Sophie. I know. I was just saying, oh, Sophie's been so funny. Should we tell the story or what? I don't know. Sophie just keeps talking about how she wants to marry or not marry our friend's son. Who's Sophie like a year older than her. is, yeah, almost four, and their friend, our friend's son is almost five. And they keep talking about it. And then she'll say, yes, this is for real. Or then sometimes she'll go, no, it's this is a joke. a joke. This is just a joke. But I'm it's just... been out of the blue. She'll just be like, I'm going to marry him. I'm going to marry him. And just start talking about him. Like, you're going to marry him? Are you sure? Yep. I'm going to marry him. And I was like, well, when did you talk about this? When he was over at my house, he said he wasn't going to marry me. So I'm not going to marry him. And I was like, you just changed the story I, within There is a no story. There is just like, random talkings, which is why I think it's And it's out of the so blue funny. we'll be doing. Oh, and then she's all she's going to be a mini me when it comes to musicals and stuff because she just loves singing. Mm-hmm. If you guys have seen Frozen 2, it's like the song Olaf sings where he's like, absolutely everything makes sense when you're older. Absolutely. Oh, that part. Where you're like, yeah, right, okay, whatever. When you're older, absolutely everything makes sense. She just was humming this to herself. I'm working on my laptop in the kitchen yesterday. She's humming it. I'm not really paying much attention. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. She's singing that. She knows that song. And I didn't realize, I wasn't paying, you know, it was like peripheral, not peripheral vision, but like peripheral audio. Can you just have that? Where like, you're not fully paying attention, but you definitely fully hear something, but you're not paying attention to what's happening. Because dad comes downstairs and now she's screaming at the top of her lungs. (laughs) When you're older! Absolutely everything makes sense. I didn't know. Pa- short pause. When you're older. And she, and she just, she'd like hold out the word sense for so long. Sense. And if she, if she doesn't know that you're looking and you look at her, she looks so expressive and like she means it. Like it was That's just so hilarious. funny. And dad comes down and looks at me. He's like, what is she saying? And at that point it kind of registered. I was like, Wow, she's, like, screaming this at this point. Like, I didn't really realize how loud she'd gotten because I was working on my thing. And I was like, she's saying, when when you're older, everything makes sense. And he's like, well, that's a good message. I was like, well, it's that Frozen 2 song where Olaf is trying to figure out what happens when you age. I don't know. It was just funny. Know. And it was just, so she just kept going and kept screaming it. And it was just hilarious. And I was like, oh, you're in for a lesson. She is but in a fun stage. Though, where she's just dancing and singing. Because it reminded me before you came home this weekend how she's been doing that or asks for different musical songs. I'm like, I remember this. This is like grace. I'm remembering. And it's funny to just, yeah. Yeah. So that's been enjoyable. She's been my funny moment. Just she watch. Has. She's, and just her funny, like 
change of mind because because we share a bedroom right now when I'm home on weekends. Right. She will not call it her bedroom. This is Sophia and Grace's bedroom. But the big thing is when we're on the phone, when are you going to come and sleep in the same room as me? Yeah. When are we going to sleep in the same room? And I'm right. like, it's funny. <laughs> and then last night she knows that I stay up, obviously, after she goes to bed. And so she'll be like, like it used to be, I want you to sleep in my room. I want you to sleep in my room. And I was like, well, I will when it's time for me to go to bed. Last night she's getting her ready for bed. Mom, I don't want Grace to sleep in my room. Like, as in she knew I wasn't supposed to go in yet. And, like, she was wondering, I think she was wondering one night when I, why I was getting my PJs on when she was getting dressed. She was like, but you're not, you're not going to bed yet. And I was like, I know, I just want to be in my comfy clothes, though, at this point. I was like, I'm not. Right. She's like, but she was so confused. She's like, you're, if you're staying up, why are you putting your PJs yeah, on? And then I confused. stayed in my PJs yesterday till like, 10 or 11 a.m. And she came in, she's like, why haven't you changed yet? Like, she's just like, why haven't you changed since you got out of bed? And I was like, because I just, I didn't have to be anywhere. I don't want to. And she's like, you should get changed. See, I got changed. Mom helped me get changed. And I was like, good for you. Like, I don't know. It's just funny. Come on, get with it, Grace. Grow up. She's she just four. like, why are you still in your pajamas? Right. I'm baffled at that concept. Yeah, she cracks me up for the way of thinking. Because you can just see the brain and all the gears, like, clicking. I love that stage where it's like, oh, they're starting to figure out how it works. Or with her being in school now, it's like, what day is it? And how many more days? And what is today? And then what happens? And then do we do this? Like, she's getting, like, the process of time. And... Like, systems. And, yeah. yeah. I love it. It's I just hilarious. It. Everything's hilarious. It's fun. So. It's fun. Anyways. So what should we talk about today, Grace? I don't know why I'm yawning. I've had coffee. Just, yeah. Anyway. It's been an exhausting time. I don't know why. Yeah. I've been so, We've been, I have been so very tired. I know. I feel like it's slowing down. And it's my body weekend. caught up to me this weekend. It was so tired. And now. Well, we didn't do Holy Spirit moments, though. Do you have a Holy Spirit moment? No, the Holy Spirit moment was that we finally got it off the computer. Oh, that's what it and was. And it, it wasn't a For funny me, moment. it was. That's true. Yeah. I honestly was like, I don't know if we're going to have a podcast this week. A few times. But... I know, because I was really liking the topic. I know. I really want us that to get out there. So I'm glad that it got posted. So that was my Holy Spirit moment, because it was causing me this underlying stress. And then we get to record together while you're here, which is always more fun to do in person. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. So those are my two things. And that, yeah, hopefully we can get enough pattern where we don't have any tech problems. I keep think- feeling like we keep saying we want to get in a pattern, but I, I guess I mean more that... That there isn't an issue or finding the time because we have been good of like getting it out. Yeah, but, but having it's been consistent, tricky yeah. to be consistent or find something that is ease on our end. I know our, our listeners don't understand that because the podcasts just keep coming up. So yeah, I am glad that this it used to be so much easier. Yeah, I know. I'm like it used to be simple for the most part, and now it's just I don't been know. A pain it's lately. just been a difficult fall to get to get it out. So yeah, yeah. Well. I think my Holy Spirit moment is just being home because I always learn so much, I feel like, when I'm home about just... That's good. Yeah, like, it just re-reminds me, like, the areas that I need to grow and how I need to be patient and stuff when you leave for a little bit. Oh, so basically you're saying your Holy Spirit moment is us trying your patience and that's what you learn you have to work on because we annoy you when you're home. being present to people because you... Well, some of it is I just have to worry about me. True. And I forget, even though I've been... It's my senior year of college, and I've been coming home at like once a month or so for the last four years, and so. But it's always like you. I remember it's like, oh, I actually need to put my stuff down and pay attention when someone's talking to me. Like, I kind of can just do my own thing when I'm home. Or, okay, someone needs my help, and it might not be quick. I have to just put my like I don't know. It re reminds me not to be selfish, and like I remember Father Mike had a video where he's like, 
I've talked to students when, because he's a college, like, he works on a college. Campus. College campus. And he's like, I'll talk to students when they just start college, and they're like, I all of a sudden feel so, like, they're like, not to be in a prideful way, but, like, perfect in a certain sense. Like, I don't feel like I sin as much, and then I go home and I feel like I'm awful. And it's (laughs) like, that's because people draw out of you, like, like, it shows you, like, there's something out there, it's like, if ever, like, if you go out into the desert, like, you're going to, of course, think you're perfect because you're not interacting with anyone. And that, and that's – so your flaws won't come out in the same way for you to work – I don't know. So It I is always, true. It's the whole iron sharpens iron. And I think that's why and when you just we need to thing. live with other people, even single people. And pre- I mean, I, th- I hear priests talk about that and how it's harder with – like for diocesan priests who don't live in community and with there being pr- diocesan priestly shortages and they live by themselves, that that is something hard because they say we don't – Unlike people who have a vocation to marriage and you're there, you know, iron sharpens iron. You have to put up with each other. You have to put up with those nuances that it's it's harder for them to think that, you know, my way or the highway seems pretty good. Yeah. Until you're rubbing up against somebody else and you're like, oh, they have a different way of looking at it. And it's not even that one is right and one is wrong. It's more having to live in, in a good way, it yeah. just draws out your flaws and then you see them. Because right. it is funny when I'll, like, do an examination of conscience and go go to confession at school versus when I come home for just for a day or so. There's just different things where I'm like, dang, I've snapped at people how many times in the last day I've been home versus the last four weeks I've been at school. Like, right. I don't know. So it's just, but it's not, I don't know, if it sounds negative, but it's actually good. Because it just reminds me of the things I have to work on, even if it's not a daily challenge when I'm at school. It's like, you know, that's still in there. That's still something I need to work on. Even well, and it also helps out, you so. not just see the, you know, sliver in the other person's eye, but the plank in your own eye. Like, it yeah. draws out those things. And hopefully it's the Holy Spirit, you know, highlighting things that we need to grow in. Yeah. So it's a good thing. Even though it sounds bad, it's a good thing. I always like coming home. Well, that's a good because, Holy Spirit. I mean, it's fun that. to be with people, but it also just, you know, it's just always humbling, I guess. So... To come back. Like, I always have to, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I'm repeating myself at this point. It's a good thing. It's a good reminder of growing in holiness. So. Yeah. Yeah. Those are Anyways. always good things we need to point out. Yeah. So topic of the day, dear. So this was your big topic. One of my to favorite on. top things to reflect on lately has been Jesus sleeping in the boat. And this has been for like four years, so not lately, just for a while. Because I think this first, this image got brought to me, like, my freshman year when I was being prayed over. Um, And I don't know. It's just some, it's like a challenge for me. Like, can I, if we're supposed to be Christ-like, like, like you know, it's fun to see different areas in the gospel that you can imitate. Like, okay, Christ was like this in the gospels. Can I be like that? Well, Christ fell asleep in the middle of a huge storm where the rest of the boat thought they were going to sink and drown. And he's like, I'm going to take a nap. And then they, when they go wake him up and they're like, are you not aware that we're perishing? And then he's just like, why are you afraid? And I'm just like, okay, it's serious. It's, well, who knows? Maybe the, maybe it wasn't, maybe the disciples were making a big deal out of nothing. But in my mind, when they're like worried that they're perishing and they're going to wake him up and all the, I think it even says like, no, maybe the water wasn't splashing into the boat. Maybe that's one of the fishing stories, like that the boats were sinking. That, I'm that's looking what it, it was. up so yeah. I can read Mom's it. Mom's looking up the gospel. This is just from my memory, but. Looking it up, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, regardless of you find you're finding the story, but they're obviously concerned enough that it seems significant that they might die or they might perish, and still Jesus is just relaxed enough that he would sleep, which is always like when I really reflected on that story, I was like, 
that's bizarre. Like, what if you were in, like, an airplane and all of a sudden you're like, yep, we lost control and we're, like, you know, dropping out of the sky and it's, like, someone's like, I'm gonna take a nap. Like, and they're just like, I'm gonna nap on the plane. Like, I'd be like, what are you doing? Or maybe maybe you're not quite cra- straight up crashing, but it's just like, hey, there's awful turbulence and there's a chance that something bad would really happen. I'd be very alert at that point. I'd be sitting up and be like, what's happening? What do I need to do? Do I need to do the whole mask thing? And Make sure the kid next to me's got his mask before I put my mask on. Like that. Like I'd be very alert, paying attention. And he's sleeping. Sleeping. Okay, so here it is. Matthew, this is one of them. I'll read back. There's one in Matthew, one in Mark. Matthew 8, 23 through 27. When he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, a violent storm developed on the sea, so that the boat was covered by waves. So yes, the waves are coming up. Okay. But Jesus himself was asleep. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord. We are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, you men of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it became perfectly calm. The men were amazed and said, What kind of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? All right. And then the other one is Mark 4, 35 through 31, 41, I think. Let me check that. I think that's just very similar here. One second. You're because I say. had a different thought on this. So. Oh, interesting. Yes. See the, I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast. Right. Different thoughts. So on the day when evening came, he said, let them, <clears throat> he said to them, let us go over to the other side. After dismissing the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and the other boats were with him and a fierce gale of wind developed and the waves were breaking over the boat. So you're all about the waves, Grace. (laughs) So much that the boat was already filling with water. And yet Jesus himself was in the stern or the bottom of the boat asleep on a cushion. And they woke him and they said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush, be still. And the wind died down and became perfectly calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They became much, very much afraid and said one to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the seas obey him? So my thought on this, because you've been talking about this a lot, and I think it's a really good thought, you know. Well, I guess I don't know your thought on it because you said you've been thinking about it and how they're freaking out and he's just sleeping. So I guess I should hear the rest of your thought before I comment. I just always think of it as like a challenge of if I'm going to be Christ-like, then I should be in the bottom of the boat resting in the midst of a storm. And not just like a low-key storm of like, oh, I'm stressed because I have to study because I have a test tomorrow. Like, you know, that's a storm, but that's not a big storm. But like, to the point of, wow, I'm worried, like, there's concern that I may perish. Like, things are actually looking really, really bad. Like, even to that extent of a storm in my life, I should be resting. And I was, when this image was first, like, I considered it, like, at that level. I don't know, at that level. I don't know, in this frame of mind. Um, someone was praying over me and they were asking if I knew that story. And they were like, I feel like God is just asking you to just sit in the bottom of the boat and, like, play a board game with him. Like, the storm's just going, and, you know, okay, so maybe that's not resting, but the idea of you're so carefree that you're in the boat and you're having fun, and you're just playing a game, and you guys are enjoying each other's company, and you're not concerned, like, you trust enough 
that God will take care of you, that you're not concerned about what's going on outside. You're not even up there watching the storm, like, worried, like, well, what's going to happen? You're like, I can't even see what's happening because I'm just down here and it's, I'm safe. I'm fine. I don't, I don't, I still don't know what's going to happen, but I'm okay. Right. Like, and so that's just, that's been a constant thing. I'm, I try and pray through anytime. It's like, I perceive it something to be a storm. Maybe it's not really a storm, but it's like, can I be peaceful enough and trusting enough that I can just sit and play a board game or take a nap, you know, right. even while everything else is going on around me? Can I be so centered on Christ that I'm peaceful? Right. Right. I think that, I think that is the similar perception that I have was that the disciples or the apostles assume that the storm was going to kill them. So I'm not doubting that there was a storm, but like And I that was, is serious that you'd be in a storm that like the waves are coming into the boat like that. So I'm glad you read that cuz part of me was like was that just their interpretation and it really wasn't that is a serious storm that you right. could, there is danger of sinking like but I think it's us trying to maintain control. Like yeah. I, I think this goes in to kind of what we are like piggybacking this Jesus being in the bottom of the boat. And being in the present moment. So where <clears throat> the disciples' eyes were not fixed on Christ. They were fixed on everything outside yeah. of Christ. And Christ is the presence within us. So if we think of our body as the boat, these disciples were not looking to Christ at all. They were looking outwardly. They were looking out of themselves. And they were trying to control the circumstance or fix the circumstance. And they mm-hmm. weren't going to the one who has the control and following that example. And so when you brought this up again a couple of days ago and we're like, let's talk on this. It's just really been on my mind of, well, with the present moment too, like in these present moments, am I looking to, and am I trusting Christ and being guided by Christ? What is he doing in my life right now? Is he quiet? Is he active? Am I trusting that if there is a storm, he will wake up and he will calm it? Mm-hmm. Because Christ loves us so much. Somebody on a podcast I was listening to like yesterday was just that, do we realize that Christ loves us so much that if he failed to think about or love us, we would fail to exist. We would stop breathing. We would not be living. And I think I've heard that in my life at different times, but it really struck me in that moment. Like, no, this proves God's love for me. Every single breath I take proves God's love for me. He wants me here for this moment because I am still breathing, Mm -hmm. because I am still living. So therefore God is here because the moment he forgets about me and does not will it, I won't be living. So my God, my eyes should be focused on Christ and following his example. And in this example, he wasn't just in the boat. He wasn't just in the bottom of the boat. He was asleep. Mm -hmm. The storm did not bother him. It wasn't a cause for concern until the disciples frantically came to him and awoke him. But if I'm practicing what I preach, I should be able to sleep during the storm, trusting that when I'm supposed to be awake and the storm is supposed to be calm or be over with, that Christ is going to direct me. Yeah. Because he is in love with me so much that I would fail to exist if that ever stopped. And it just gave me a great pause. And that all, con- for me, connected to Grace. Not you, Grace, but <laughs> while you're, why you're named Grace. but Because I gave this sharing on Grace this past week for the youth group, and it's been on my mind with this. And then Grace brought this topic up, 
And I'm like, all of this connects to this present moment and of God's grace being enough for right now. Mm-hmm. God's grace will be enough for us in the future. I just wrote a podcast, like not a podcast. No, this is on our podcast. I wrote content for my <clears throat> social media on this, these two things today about grace being enough and being in the bottom of the boat. And just reflecting on those as I was praying and just like our Lord gives us grace for this moment. Because we aren't living in the future. So mm-hmm. there isn't grace for that yet. When we're there, there will be. But when we fret and we worry, like in these storms, and we're looking outside of ourselves instead of looking to the one who is in control and guiding us, then we're looking outside of the grace, like the grace bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can look at it too, like the ship, if there was a bubble over that ship, the waves might have been hitting it and rocking it and coming onto that, but the ship was still intact. Because, mm-hmm. and, and Christ was in inside and but they weren't looking to Christ in they were looking outside so they were looking outside of the grace bubble so they were fretting and they were worried and they were scared and then they went in and they found Christ and then he calmed it mm-hmm. because they finally looked inward and so I, I don't know we can look at it as like you know why isn't God aware of our needs why isn't he doing this and I'm like but really is it that he's not aware? Because the minute he was made aware, like as in we brought our needs to him, like it was a faith moment. They had to come into themselves, into the boat, into the where his presence was and present prevent, and present their needs to the Lord. And they laid them at the foot of the cross and they laid them at Christ and then he calmed it. Yeah, that's something I've thought about too. Like that's that wasn't their first reaction because you think as soon as you get concerned, if he was their first go-to, they'd be like, uh, Lord, is everything okay? Like, they go down, they're like, are they you not afraid. aware? Right. Like, like they're kind of like, what the heck, man? Like, and so in my head, I'm, I'm sure they're, like, trying to deal with all this and, like, deal with the sails and get the water out. And someone at one point is like, hey, where's Jesus? Like, and, you know, all of a sudden being aware, like, he's not up here. What's going on? And then they're down, they're like, are you going to help? Maybe they're, like, going, like, are you going to help? Like, we got to get all this water out. Like, you know, and they're trying to control the situation. Like, that wasn't their first, first reaction, reaction was to go to him and be like, what do we do? You know, and so when they do pause and go, we got to go find him. And then it also was striking me just talking about it. Like, it feels like a wedding at Cana moment in the sense of, I wonder, like, sometimes I wonder what Christ's first preference was at the wedding of Cana or in this situation. Like, would he have preferred to I mean, be his, silent? Yeah, would he have preferred to just get through the storm and it would have still been okay? Would he have preferred to, like, let the wine run out? And maybe not because it's still his will what happened. Like, that is still what mm-hmm. he wanted to happen. But I do wonder that sometimes, like, because people are like, the, our mother's intercession is so powerful that he was like, it's not my time. And she's like, no, please. And he's like, okay. And he does something. Yes. So there's some sort of, there's some sort of resistance that I don't know how to word that well to, not that he didn't want to help, but that wasn't his first I don't know would you say first preference like I wonder that sometimes and so in this situation like his was he just like yeah and everything's going to be okay and we'll get through the storm but then he's so compelled by our coming to him our intercession that he will change his plans to be like okay I will calm the storm okay I will replenish the wine like oh I think I think that's the beauty of the gospels and of being able to look at it in different ways yeah like when you were talking about this and I was reflecting on grace and letting God, if we want to look at guide our boat, be in our boat, the center of our boat, or looking at his presence, like do we even realize like we are baptized, priest, prophet, and king. We receive the Eucharist. 
He dwells within us. Why are we not looking to him who is in us? His presence mm-hmm. is always in us. Yeah. And always there. And so when you said this, I'm like, okay, I have to look at this passage differently. I have to, because I think I've always kind of looked at it as like they didn't trust God enough, which is, which is true. But it was more when I flipped it around and came at it from that wasn't their first instinct or even it was, it was more Christ was allowing this to happen to Mm -hmm. see where their faith was, to see who they were giving control to. That's how it struck me when I was mm-hmm. reflecting on it these past couple of days. This time, I've looked at it very differently. And, and what are we supposed to be getting out? But this time, it was hitting me like the minute they came to him, like he didn't even give them a plan. Bail out the water, raise the sail, switch, you know, um, the boom to this side, whatever. Like he didn't give them instructions. He just calmed it. Boom. Done. Yeah. And it's like, well, if we had looked first, if they had looked first would it have been even less peaceful that he didn't have to calm it? Would it have been where they would have been like, all right, Andrew, you go do this. Peter, you go do this. John, you go do this. No, he just saw that, okay, finally their faith was here and boom, it was enough. Their faith was here. It was enough. But they had to go through the storm. They had to weather that because then all the, they had to go and ask, mm-hmm. you know? And so what did they have to learn through that circumstance of being scared to go, wow, we didn't even turn to Christ first and he's in our boat. Mm-hmm. Why didn't we go, oh, you know, because storms blow up. We, I'm, You know, we don't live here in Michigan in the mountains or on the seas, but we know imagery enough of that. You can get caught quickly in a storm if you're, but, but they also don't just like boom happen. You can start to see the waves changing. You can start to see things coming. You can, st- so are we presenting our needs to Christ right away? Are we walking with him enough in the beginning so that when we get and start seeing, oh, it's getting a little rocky here, the wave's really picking up, mm-hmm. that God can give direction, raise the sail, get ready with the buckets. It's coming, but I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. And are we looking that way? It, I don't know. It just challenged me to look at it in a different way instead of be like mad at Jesus. Of like, why don't you see this, dude? Yeah. Like you're letting us just become scared. Why are you letting us be scared? And it's like, well, am I allowing you to be scared because really you're not looking to me? Yeah. You're not you're not letting me be anchored in the bottom, in the center. He was in the boat. He was yeah. in the bottom of it, as in in the depth of where the boat was, and they weren't even looking that way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just what struck me is like they weren't even – they didn't go there. For, I like how you said that. That wasn't their first inclination. And maybe that was why Christ's – not that he was swayed. It was like, no, this needs to happen for them to come to me. Yeah. And that makes me think, because someone said that recently, like, what, like, it's interesting those times when it looks like the Lord's resisting, but it's really just a test of faith mm-hmm. and it's what we need. And when you're like, when he allows those more difficult things, like someone was saying, um, the woman who would come, the woman who's like begging and then he was like something about. She said something about the dogs even mm-hmm. eat the scraps from the master's table mm-hmm. and it, how it seemed like he just kept pushing her and pushing her. But really, it was a test of faith in a good way. And he was like, good, your faith is your faith is where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, OK, maybe that's a different way to look at it. Of, no, this is what he wanted to give us. But it was, wait, they need to use the faith like this is right. They I haven't asked. To, yeah, they haven't asked me. I do want to stop this room. I right. do want to, you know, Mary's faith was true. Like, I do want to the wine at the wedding and I've never thought of it that way right I hadn't either of no 
they didn't even ask. Of like, I'm ready to give it. Just like, you know, right. what the Father grace is there. Yeah. The gifts of the spirit are there, but we do have to be open and we have to be receptive. It's like the whole idea of, you know, if the if the cup is closed and you go to pour the water, it just pours off it. It doesn't fill it. Yeah. You know, and and the grace being in in this present moment of when we're looking outside of ourselves, the storm out there is raging, but we're not in that part of the storm. We're in this part of the storm. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is in this part of the storm. And mm-hmm. when we ask, he calms it. But if we're not asking and we're just freaking out because we're looking at all the what ifs and we're not living in this present moment of calling Christ into this moment and being in our boat with the Lord of recognizing his presence in our life, we're not allowing him to calm the storm, I guess. And mm-hmm. and that was like what struck me like, because you're kind of talking about tying this with the present moment of like, I, I, I remember feeling overwhelmed-ish recently thinking, like, there's so many things we're supposed to do in our faith. There's so many ways we're supposed to pray, and there's so many... And then it just struck me, it's like, what if the only thing I'm asked to do is just to be present? Like, literally for my entire faith, is just to be present in this moment. And in this moment, maybe I need to do this for prayer, and maybe I need to say yes to the Lord in this way, and it's unique. But it's like... Like, it was just an actual question I thought to myself. It's like, is that all my faith really is in a good way? Like, is that all he asks of me is just to be present? Like, I think it is. I think that's our challenge is that we plan and we prepare, which is good. There isn't things that are wrong with the planning and the preparing. But when we get outside of the present moment of that and and it starts to cause us the planning and preparing starts to cause us the what ifs and the anxiety, and the worry. And it's not just within the present moment of God saying, okay, now make this list. Okay, prepare for this thing next week. Because right now you're in the grace-filled moment of doing that. But if we start to do the what if, I think that's when we go back to the simple things. How are you living the now? How are you making this moment holy? How are you seeking Christ now? And that is when we, because that ends up, at least for me, of going, well, yeah, I have to control it then. And how can I control it? And mm-hmm. and I must know better than God because I'm going to plan enough for this. Because And if it doesn't go this way, then what happens? We plan so much that our expectations don't shift. And if they don't, if it, it doesn't, isn't fulfilled the way we think, then we're let down or we're hurt or we're more frantic because we planned so much and it didn't go the way we thought because guess what? We don't have control. Yeah. And... So I think there is a challenge of how present am I in this moment to be joyful, to be loving, to have kind words, to see Christ right now and and trust enough that he's going to provide for the next moment and the next moment. And if that is what he's calling me to do now in the present, that's going to be apparent. It's going to, I'm, I'm going to have a, a sense of he's not peace. Gonna, like, miss it. Yeah. Right. And it's not always the assurity that that we need it's just it's just the piece that okay this is what he's opening up yep i should make this list yep i should plan for that trip i should you know be ready for you know thanksgiving or you know plan for guests coming and cleaning my house there i mean that is due diligence that is prudence those Mm -hmm. are all things that we need those are all good virtues to possess but when we start doing that out of the wrong context and it becomes disordered because we think that we can control all the outcomes or 
we start to worry and be anxious or start to go, well, what if this and what if that? The minute we go, what if we are, mm-hmm. we're outside of that? That question so does not serve us because there's a million answers and we don't know any of the truth. Mm-hmm. And we can't plan for all the what ifs. It's like, no, Lord, then, wh- then where do you want me in now? That moment if that does happen. Right. That God, is, I trust the Lord enough that he's going to show me. And I think that's the thing is the minute we get outside of our peace, it's because we're not trusting God's providence in something, mm-hmm. which is really scat, sad in my mind that I, the minute I lose the peace, it's like, what did I just think? And where did I just go with that thought? Because something of there was doubting the Lord. How dare I, mm-hmm. you know, and just I don't know the humanness of who I am, that my faith wasn't strong enough or I'm not trusting there to go, okay, Lord, where is your providence here and your peace? And how do I remain in your peace in this moment? Because we know your grace is enough for right now. And when we get to the next moment, we know your grace is enough for them. And it will always be there. And to walk humbly with our God right now. I think that is the challenge. How do we just live right now? That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't say you're going to be alive in the next moment. If he comes again, or am I ready now? If I'm always living to the next moment, how do I know if I'm ready now for Christ to return? Are my lamps lit? Am I prepared right now in living in this moment? And mm-hmm. and I don't know. It just, I don't know. I just, yeah. it just simplifies it too. It's like, he doesn't ask that much of it. He just asks for the right now. Right. Cause I think that's hard too. It's for me where it's like, well, yeah, maybe right now I can be faithful and did it, but what if I'm not faithful later when it's busy and crazy and da da da? And, and what if I drop the ball? And it's like, well, I don't care. I'll get to that point when I get to that point. But right now, am I faithful right now? Am I saying right. yes? Like, cause that's, you know, people say like, Anxiety comes from being too much in the future. Depression comes from being too much in the past. Like, which I always think is a very accurate thing. When I find myself worrying and anxious about something, it's like I'm too in the future right now. That's mm-hmm. my tendency. And it's like, it seems so hard in the future. I don't know how I pull it off. And it's like, well, you're not there right now. And it'll be fine when it's here. Like, Right. Because you, you know, don't have stop. the grace for then. You have the grace yeah. for now. It's like, of course it seems daunting because you're trying to live something you're not in the moment of. And therefore, you're not being given the grace for that moment right now. So, of course, it seems like it's too much, you know. Yeah. Right. It almost, I, I like what you said, that it almost seems too simple. But it is very challenging <laughs> at the yeah, same time. Because to just stay here. But it, but it is it is that simple to stay here. But to keep us here is the challenging part, you know. It, the simplicity of all we have to do is right now. Mm-hmm. And is my faith where it's supposed to be right now? Am I loving God right now? Am I doing what I need to do right now? And then, okay, and now where's the window open? Now where is the door open? And walk in that way. And we've talked about that in our other episodes of the simplicity of just right now. And, mm-hmm. but I, I, I thought this was a good one, Grace, of, of if Jesus is in the boat, can I just enjoy? Can I just look to his example that he slept I can be able to sleep in the midst of the storm because I trust enough that Jesus is there. And if I'm supposed to be awake and doing something else, he's going to wake me up mm-hmm. and he's going to make me aware of that. And and so am I following Christ's example? If my eyes are fixed on Christ, I'm not going to see the storm even. If you think about that way, if our eyes are fixed on Jesus, then he said, this is the time you can sleep and you can rest in me and be assured that I am here. Mm-hmm. And if I want you to see the storm, I'm going to wake you up and I'm going to tell you what to do. 
yeah. to raise the sale, to bail out, to whatever. Be or to just receive me. the gift that he might just take it away too. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes right. it's hard in our day and, day and age to just receive something. It's like, well, I didn't do something to deserve that. It's like, that's okay. Just receive it. Mm-hmm. To be the Mary in the moment and not the Martha of all the things that have to be done to like bail out the water from the ship, of raising the sails, of switching the boom, all of those things. No, you know, am I tacking right? Am I tacking left? Whatever. Starboard, port, whatever you want to use, analogy of the boat. But if I'm Mary and I'm resting at the feet of Christ and he's sleeping, then, then I'm okay. And I'm choosing the better part because mm-hmm. the grace is enough for right now. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast that talked about Mary Martha recently, and it was, like, it was Emily Wilson, and she was talking about, like, how she was, like, well, what do you do when you you want to be Mary, but you have to be Martha? Because she was talking about Mm -hmm. how it's, like, well, I have to help my sons do this, and I have to run this, and I have all these tasks I have to do, but I just want to sit at his feet, Mm -hmm. and I can't. That's not what I'm called to. And she was saying she was talking to her spiritual director, and he was, like, it's not that... Martha or Mary was doing the wrong thing, but it right. was where did you where did it the work come from? For for Martha, the work was coming out of anxiety and worry, mm-hmm. and it's like of course we're called to these things, but in that moment, she was called to just be still and sit at the Lord's feet and make sure He was the center. And later, her work would be to do all that work, and so in Mary's probably, you know. But yeah, it was I just that. like I, it was a different take on it. It wasn't that the work she was doing was wrong. It was no right now, it's. This work isn't coming from me asking you to do it. I'm asking you to sit here. Later, I when I'm at the center, later I'm going to tell you to do the work. And that's when it's important because you do need to do that. Right. But right now, when I'm here, no, it's like, you know, the bridegroom is present. You don't fast. It's like right now you're not, mm-hmm. you shouldn't work the bride. That's why we don't fast during Christmas and Easter the way we do the rest of the year, the way we do during Advent and Lent because the bridegroom's here. Right. It's special. It's supposed to be different. Right. And it's when he apart. leaves, there is work to do. You know, and then during fasting seasons, there's more intense fasting we're doing. You know, there's there's times for all of this. Like, yeah. Right. I, I love so. that because even it says that in the gospel. Like, Jesus didn't say, you know, Martha, Martha, you're wrong. He said, you're Mary. Worried. He, right. You're worried, worried about other things. And Mary has chosen the better part. You know, not the right part. And yours is the wrong part. She's chosen the better part. And so... I don't know. I just thought about that a lot in the boat. Like if Jesus is in our boat and he's sleeping, if my eyes are fixed on Christ, then I can just be with him. You yeah. know, he'll tell me when I need to do the other things. He'll wake up or he'll just get up and go, yes, I see my daughter. You're, you're concerned. And boom, calm. He told those waves to behave. And I, I hope more that when he does that, that we're not scared that it just went away, but that we can recall that. He took care of us so that the next time the storm comes up, we can be focused on Christ. The next time we have we have proof and confidence that the Lord is there and he's not letting us down. I think that's what happens. And I think that is what struck me too with this podcast I was listening to was, do we really think if we knew everything that was going to happen and come up that then we would be peaceful? No. We'd find something else to be worried about. We'd find something well, else. We have. How many times have, has the Lord revealed something to us? Right. And you're like, thank you. That's what I wanted. And then and we're then, like, oh, and now I'm worried about this. Yeah. And oh, now let's think about that. And it's like, no. So we know if we knew it all, We'd because still... if we even knew how many days we had left, who was it you and I were talking about this last time, or maybe know. it was your dad and I, like if we knew 
how many days we had left, would we really be preparing for the last day or would we be fretting about it? Maybe we'd say we were preparing, but really we were fretting like I only have 59 days left. I only have 512 days left. I only have, you know, five years left, whatever. No, we find some, because that's that's human nature, Mm -hmm. right? That's just how we are. So I would hope that with our eyes fixed on Christ and that he got up and he just calmed the storm because he saw that they were afraid and he just told them to behave, the winds, the rain, that then we could file away and go, okay, yes, the Lord is always here. The grace is always enough. The storm is now calm. Help me, Holy Spirit, to remember that so the next time I'm in the midst of it, it's like, yes, God did provide and he will provide here. And it, it's not going to look like what I think it should look like because I don't see the fullness. I don't understand how this is benefiting me or someone else or what I need to learn. I loved how somebody said, I don't know who it was, that we each, I read it somewhere, that we each have our cross measured out for us that we all have to. My cross is different than yours. It looks different than yours. It's a different size. Yours is from mine. And that we just make them bigger. Stop making it bigger. Yes, mm-hmm. there is going to be suffering. There is going to be trial. But if we're fixed on the Lord, we don't have to make the cross bigger. Like w- when we fret and have anxiety and worry, that's what they were saying. It's like we're just adding to this. Mm-hmm. We're just adding. It was, a, it was a saint. And they were talking about, or it was somebody's reflection on a saint. And I was like, that's really good. Yeah. We already have our cross. Why do I keep just adding to it? And that just goes back to what you're saying too about, just live out this simplicity in this day. You know, tomorrow's worries have enough for them. We don't need to be there yet. We're just mm-hmm. in today. I don't know. It was a good, it was good, Grace, that you brought this up because it really made me go, okay, how should I think about this differently that I haven't thought about it from this way before? I've always thought about it. It was like Jesus was just letting them all freak out mm-hmm. instead of, no, they really weren't turning to Jesus first. Yeah. And then he took care of it when they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good insight. Gave me more ways to think about it than I've had. <laughs> no, I was. I so. love that. I love that we can look at it in two different ways. I like your idea. Let's just play games with Jesus in the bottom of the. Yeah, boat. I love, and it's so childlike and innocent too, and it's yeah. fun. Like that's, I love the Blessed Is She Planner every month. It's like, what are your goals for faith, family, and fun? And so I don't know. I've been reflecting on that, and it's like, so how can life be fun? Because it's supposed to be mm-hmm. joyful and fun. How can I be joyful in the bottom of the boat, not just sitting there like hunkered down, worried about what's happening. They're like, I, lo- I trust you, Jesus, but what's going Like, how can I just have, have fun? I'm supposed to live a joyful life as his child. Like, Exactly. You know. I just talked about that on my coaching call today. I was, we were talking about, no, there, there is joy right now. Nothing, nothing is changing. We don't need to change the circumstance to have joy and peace right now. Yeah. And, and, and God calls us to that because he called us to this life because this is where you're at. Yeah. You're exactly where you're supposed to be because that's where God has you at. That's how much trust we should have. If we were supposed to be somewhere else, guess what? God would have us somewhere else mm-hmm. because he's not a God of mistakes. So where is the joy and peace? And to go find that today. And it was a good conversation that there is joy for this season. There, The grace is enough for now. And I like how you brought that in. Like all it is is just the simplicity of today. So how do we trust God right now? Trust God today. Yeah. I like that. I need to re-listen to this now. <laughs> yeah, we'll go re-listen to our own podcast because we're yeah. talking to ourselves. Because <laughs> I'm like, there's a lot that there's that I just need to like put into action now. It's like, this is great in concept. Now I'm going to need to actually do it. Yeah. In a good way. I want to. I want to do it. But it's, yes. it's hard and easy at the same time. 
Not easy. Simple. Simple. Not yeah. easy. That's a good way. It's simple, not easy. Yeah. It's All easy right. if we let it be easy. I feel like we make it hard. Like you said. Like I said, we add to our cross. Exactly. So our, our challenge is to go and watch Jesus sleep in the bottom of our boats and follow his example. Yeah. So go do that today. Amen. 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 <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah. Check out all our things. Um, what do we got? We have Mom is Christina Brown on Facebook. We have our Facebook group, Thanks Mom Podcast on Facebook. Um, we have Thanks Mom Pod- at Thanks Mom Podcast on Instagram. At Christina underscore underscore M underscore underscore Brown on Instagram for Mom. Um, email. Thanks Mom, Mom Podcast at, at Gmail. Gmail. And... Christina at madeforgreatness.co. New so. email, the work email. Yes. Um, yeah. Did All I the things. Like, subscribe, rate, review. I was like, I skipped something. Like, like, scub, subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> rate, review our podcast, share it with others, get our numbers up. And I think that's all the jazz. All the jazz. And we'll see you next time on, on the Thanks, Thanks Mom, Mom Podcast. podcast.